And now, story time with Mr. Black. It was the father of logotherapy, Dr. Viktor Frankl, who said between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power and your freedom. We need to quit looking to government, quit looking to leaders, quit looking to presidents, quit looking to other people for our power and our freedom. It is innate. It is in us. Instead of marching on our streets and demanding no justice, no peace, we should be marching saying no mental health, no peace. And by the way, no mental health, no power. In the study of epigenetics, Dr. Caroline Leaf in her book, Who Switched Off My Brain, makes this statement that should make every able-minded leader stunned. Research shows that around 87% of illnesses can be attributed to our thought life and approximately 13% to diet, genetics, and environment. Studies conclusively link more chronic diseases, also known as lifestyle diseases, to an epidemic of toxic proportions in our culture. These toxic emotions can cause migraines, hypertension, strokes, cancer, skin problems, diabetes, infections, and allergies, just to name a few. It also causes divorce and abuse, abandonment, uh, and pain. Despite all the marvels of modern high-tech medicine, despite all the decades of innovative research, these illnesses are increasing worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, the battle is in the mind. We are made to where our mind thinks six times faster we can talk. See, the only way we know what to say is when we hear it in our head right before it happens, and then we allow it to come out. In the study of transactional analysis, we learn that there's a stimulus and a response. But because our mind works so fast and because we go to what we know, because we're tied up in our past, we don't respond to the stimulus. When someone says something or does something, we go to what we know. We go to our past. We go to see something from our past or we hear something from our past or we feel something based on our past and then we respond. You see, we're not really responding to the stimulus. We're responding to our narrative about the stimulus. Again, it doesn't matter what happens to us. What matters is what happens in us. What happens in you matters most. And yet we in a world that gets wrapped up so much on what happens to us. Again, it's deflection. We're so wrapped up in the pronouns. What about the prepositions? To versus in. This is a clarion call, leaders. I deal with successful people around the globe. I'm amazed at how we all struggle similarly. We have 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day, and thinking is nothing more than self-talk. It is our self-talk that makes us sick or healthy. It is our self-talk that makes us lash out or listen. It is our self-talk that makes us believe a lie uh, and attack people who are doing good for us and allow bad people to take their place. See, we live in a world that is living in their head, a world in deep thought, a world wrapped up in feelings and opinions instead of science and fact. We're meeting and discussing and thinking, but consider thinking is talking to yourself. It is self-talk, and large parts of depression can be traced back to the way we talk to ourselves. Our thoughts, our self-talk are driven by our beliefs, 
and wrapped up in our emotions and our opinions. And that narrative feeds those emotions. It is a simple, identifiable pattern. If you have eyes to see and ears to hear, if I can go back to the little me and tell myself one thing, I would tell myself, beware of what you allow in your head. This is why we're told not to let the sun go down our anger. This is why we're told that love does not keep a record of wrong, that love does not keep a pound of flesh. And we're wrapped up in a world that wants you to focus on every offense that's ever happened to you. But not just you, but go back 100 years, go back 200 years, go back 300 years. Now we're going back 500 years and we're making up a false history just so we can claim victim status and hate ourselves a little bit more. It's time to clean up what goes beyond this between the stimulus and the response. Remember, that is our power. That is our freedom. What you do when someone else flips the switch is in your control. Nobody can make you do anything else. This is why today I want you to consider what happens in you matters most. It doesn't matter what happens to us. What matters is how we explain it to ourselves. And then what do you do with the wrong? What do you do with the hurt? What do you do with the pain? Do you hold on to it? Do you allow it to make you bitter? Or do you learn from it? You have understanding, mercy, and grace and allow that thing that should have never happened to make you better. See, we've all been victimized to a degree. It's called behavior. Someone did some terrible behavior to us. But that's a totally different thing to adding that to your identity. It's one thing to be victimized by somebody. It's another thing to claim the status of victim. Because in the study of neurological levels I learned a long time ago, it's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. In my leadership training at likeitmatters.net, we transform people's lives in 48 hours. We teach them how they work. We teach them the power of the mind, not just the conscious mind, but more importantly, the unconscious mind. Because we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously, so the majority of it is at the unconscious level. So if you're going to make any lasting change, you must follow the rules of the unconscious brain. And if you go to likeitmatters.net, you can hear, you can read testimonials about 48 hours. We change people's lives because if you want to change your life, ladies and gentlemen, you must change your thinking. And that's change that you can make happen. And then you can keep the change because I teach you how you work. I remember years ago, about 15 years ago, I had a woman reach out to me. She'd heard about the incredible transformational work we do in 48 hours at likeitmatters.net. And her daughter was 18 years old, just graduated high school, getting ready to go off to college next year. And she was had uh, a maturity level uh, of a teenager. She was uh, not ready for prime time, if you will. So her mom had heard about the transformational work I do and what happens in 40 hours. And so this young lady was sent to my training. And boy, did she struggle. She was suicidal. She was depressive. Uh, and that was before she came to my class. And so she made it through my class. She struggled. But I taught her the power of her mind. I taught her how to clean up some of her stinking thinking. I taught her how to take her pain and her trauma and her drama from the past and reframe it. To, to, to redo it, to store it differently, to start changing the narrative that she's telling herself about it and to really focus on what's happening, happening in her 
versus what happened to her. And it changed her life. I'm so proud of her. She came home on fire. She came home knowing how her mind works. She came home knowing that she has the power, that she has the control to control what happens between the stimulus and the response. It was transformational. And so that Monday after class, I go in my office and there's a voicemail from her mom and she's in tears. And so now I get worried. So I call her mom up and she answers the phone and she starts crying again. Now I get more worried. And the first thing I ask, is everything okay? She said, no, it's better. And I'm going, good. And so what, what's wrong? What's wrong? She goes, well, uh, I, you told me that your training changes people's lives. You told me that when my daughter came home, she was going to look different, maybe sound different, maybe carry herself different. But I was not prepared for what took place. She said uh, that her and her husband were, were sitting there. It was Saturday evening. Uh, and all of a sudden, the dog starts barking like crazy. And so someone must be outside or some stranger come to the door. And so after a few minutes hearing the dog bark, all of a sudden the door opened up and it was their daughter. Uh, and she came in, she greeted her family, she hugged them and held them. And it was just, uh, and then she disappeared. She went to find her sister. She goes, I got to find my sister. I got something to share with her. And so when she walked out of the room, her, her dad, uh, my husband, looked at me and said, oh my gosh, she looks different. Her eyes look different. She's she's standing taller. She's I, I can't even explain. She says she looks different. And so they got started talking about this and what I had told the mom and you know the dad and them were talking and all of a sudden the, the, the daughter disappeared. And she didn't know where she went. And so uh, after a while, uh, the daughter came back home and was with her younger sister. And here's what happened. My graduate, the 18-year-old girl, went home and told her 16-year-old sister, just two years younger, about the power of the mind and what she learned and how a lot of her problems were self-induced. That Yes, some, some bad stuff had happened to her, but now she's the one that's doing it. She's the one that's holding on. She's the one that's causing the depression. She's the one that's causing the anxiety. She's the one that's causing the lack of drive. And so she told him about the power of the mind and how it works and how the conscious brain works and the unconscious brain, all that stuff that she learned in my class at likeitmatters.net. And it was so powerful. And she said that they went to Mardell's, which is a Christian bookstore, and they were decided they were going to clean up their iPods, their iPhones. I think back then there were more iPods. I don't remember if it was iPhone. But they were going to clean them up. And so they went to, to give her all the suggested music, uh, all the music that innuendo, all the music had swear words. And so they were cleaning up their iPods or iPhones, and they were putting all good music. And then the 16-year-old sister uh, said, hey, sis, how about this, this one song? I'd really like to keep this one song. Yeah, it's a little bit sexually suggestive. Yeah, there's just a couple swear words. But, you know, it, it's good music because it's the music that we listen to at cheerleading practice. It's the music. It, it's got good beat. It gets my energy going. So I'm going to clean up everything else. But is it okay if I just keep this one song that just has a few swear words, is a little sexually suggestive and a little bit. Uh, but outside of that, let's get rid of the rest. And with that, my 18-year-old graduate said something stunning that I never would have thought of saying. And since then, I've shared this story probably hundreds, if not thousands of times. So my 18-year-old graduate said to her 16-year-old sister, okay, sis, I, I hear what you're saying. She goes, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you a batch of cookies. I'm going to fill a dozen cookies on a plate. And 
I'm going to give those to you. Now, if you believed that there was just one fleck of poop, let's think of you just put one fleck of poop because what I'm going to do is I'm going to make you a batch of cookies and I'm going to put a scoop of poop in them. And let me ask you, if I was to put a scoop of poop in that batch of cookies, would you eat them? And ladies and gentlemen, again, let's go back to this fleck. Because if I've been told that there might be a fleck of poop in one of those cookies, then I'm on a diet. I ain't touching any of them. And the moral of the story is this. If you wouldn't put a fleck of poop in your mouth, then why would you put so much crap in your head? We are like sponges. And when life squeezes us, the only thing that can come out of us is what's in us. And so we got to start being better stewards of our mind. And there's only three ways that something gets into our experience. We see it, we hear it, or we experience it. And today, my challenge to you is to become a better steward of what goes on inside of you. What are you allowing to be a part of your experience? What are you watching? Who or what are you listening to? And where are you going? What are the things you're doing? Because when life squeezes your sponge, the only thing that can come out of you is what's in you. So I suggest to you, leader, that what happens in you matters most. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.